0: When I was a budding theologian in my 20s, one practical question became a huge issue for me, and it is still an issue for some in the Church today. Let's talk about whether the Lord's Supper should be wine or grape juice, on this episode of the Gospel Gumbo Podcast. Hey there, you are listening to Season 1 of the Gospel Gumbo Podcast. I would like to make a Season 2, but I'm not sure. I'm going to pay attention to three things to decide if there's going to be another season. Downloads, feedback, and money. You can encourage Season 2 quicker if you'll do these two things. First, rate and review the podcast on your podcast player. It helps people find the Gospel Gumbo Podcast. And then number two, send me an email with encouragement corrections, suggestions for a new topic, or whatever. All right, let's get to today's episode. The choice between wine and grape juice for communion is, I'll say, ultimately a matter of personal or denominational preference, as there is no universally prescribed answer. Different Christian denominations have varying practices and beliefs regarding the elements used in communion. But let's give some background. For 1,900 years of Christian history, wine was used in the Christian sacrament of communion, symbolizing the body of Christ, because that is what Jesus used, commanding his disciples to drink in remembrance of me. Wine holds historical and biblical significance as it was the common beverage during the time of Jesus and at the Last Supper. Many denominations continue to use wine in their communion services as a way to maintain this historical and symbolic connection. However, some Christian groups, particularly those with a focus on temperance or individuals who abstain from alcohol due to personal or cultural reasons, have adopted the use of grape juice as a non-alcoholic alternative. The use of grape juice as an alternative to wine and Christian communion services can be traced back to the temperance movement of the 19th century in the United States. The temperance movement aimed to promote abstinence from alcohol, and some Christians who supported this movement began using grape juice as a non-alcoholic substitute for wine during communion for the very first time in Christian history. The exact origins of the use of grape juice in communion are debated, but it is believed to have gained popularity in the late 1800s. One significant figure associated with this practice is Thomas Bramwell Welch, a physician and devout Methodist who invented a method to pasteurize grape juice, allowing it to be preserved without fermentation in 1869. He called it unfermented wine. Welch's method made it possible to have unfermented grape juice available year-round for use in communion services. And before this invention, every celebration of the Lord's Supper everywhere was always with wine. Since this invention, grape juice has been popular in some circles around the world. Of course, Welch's grape juice is still available in your local grocery store today, and it is still the preferred brand for communion juice for those who drink juice for communion. So which is better, wine or grape juice? To tell you the truth, it seems to me that both are allowable, but Jesus used wine, and the church has historically chosen wine, and I think wine is better, much better, but it is not sinful to use grape juice. Let me share why most Christians worldwide still use wine. First off, I think that that's what Jesus, we know that that's what Jesus used, and what he literally meant when he said, do this in remembrance of me. So that should be our default. Is there any good reason to switch to grape juice? I can think of three reasons that I've heard before. First, uh, some will say that alcoholics will fall off the wagon if they drink wine. The New Testament addresses alcoholics and the church has helped alcoholics uh, heal from the very beginning. And Jesus, I'm sure, knew that alcoholics were and would be a part of the church community. Nonetheless, he used wine for communion and the church has always followed suit. Furthermore, I have looked and not found a single case of an alcoholic who fell off the bandwagon because of communion wine, not one. Secondly, Some people will say, What about the people with a weak conscience, those who think drinking alcohol of any kind is sinful? Well, my response there is, those people need to be instructed on what is a sin and what isn't. They need to be corrected. We see this in the New Testament when Peter refuses to hang out with the Gentile Christians because he doesn't want to be associated with their non-Jewish foods and customs and ways. He thinks that they are displeasing God by not keeping kosher. So Paul says, I confronted him to his face because he was not in line with the gospel. And I think so should we. The third thing I think about, uh, or I've heard uh, to switch to grape juice, is this question, what about the children? Well, children have been taking communion wine for thousands of years. They certainly don't drink enough to cause any health issues. And again, I cannot find any cases of children abusing alcohol because they drank a sip of wine in communion. Well, are there any reasons that wine may be better than juice, other than the plain meaning of Scripture and what Jesus commanded? I think yes. Communion is a nuanced sacrament that includes remembering death as well as anticipating new life, feeling sadness for our sin, as well as joy for our redemption. It's a foretaste of a future feast, and it is the manna in the desert journey in this life. And wine can incorporate so much more of that than juice can. Wine can taste both bitter and sweet, even at the same time. It's a celebration. R.C. Sproul once put it this way, Real wine communicates to our taste buds both elements, pain and joy, sorrow and gladness. And somehow, in my opinion, grape juice just doesn't do it. I think we lose something there because... In the worship of Israel, God associated certain truths with certain tastes. And I think he's right. The truth is, the use of grape juice in communion spread through various Christian denominations, but it is mostly in the United States. Today, many churches offer both wine and grape juice as options for communion, with a choice often depending on individual preferences or theological considerations. As time goes on, it seems to me that more and more churches are moving from juice to to offering both wine and juice and moving from both to just providing wine. In the end, I think we have good reasons for preferring wine, but really, it's just a preference. And I'd be happy to hear any response you might have for any position. And if it's really helpful, I'm sure that I will put your response in a future episode. However you do it, I hope you celebrate the Lord's Supper with your church this week. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Gospel Gumbo podcast. I would love to make season two, but I need to make sure that it is worthwhile. So I'm paying attention to three things downloads, feedback, and money. It costs money to publish a podcast and not a small amount of work. Now, if you'll give me just $5 once, I'll give you your own private podcast link that will have all the episodes from season one without any advertising plus 10 extra bonus episodes. At various levels, you'll also get a lot of other cool stuff. Now, I'm not looking for a subscription, just a one-time purchase that will help me to know that this podcast has been helpful and that you would like me to make another season. Look for the show notes of this episode to find the link to give money. Podcasts are getting gobbled up by big corporations and conglomerates. Independent podcasters like me need your support. Thanks so much.